Welcome to Mouse and Weens, Season 3, Episode 68. Today is a little indulgent as we talk about singing talent within our family. What can I say? A proud mom, an auntie, and a grandma are all involved. You'll hear a conversation with our mom, Joyce Carter, and how she came to be a music major with a full scholarship to the University of Arizona. Find out our connections with Linda Ronstadt and Bing Crosby, and hear our grandparents' World War II love story. We finish by discussing parenting with takeaways for me to connect my kids with nature and to spend more quality time with them, nurturing their talents and gifts. Go to mouseandweens.com for our show notes to read more about this episode. And here we go. I'm the mom one down in San Diego with the kids and the hubs and the house and the stuff. What are you? Can you believe it? Sorry. I'm the Weens. I'm up in LA with the traffic in the entertainment business. Uh, oh boy. It's, it's true. A real, it's a real. After our last episode of traffic and homelessness, I learned so much about LA and I think you should pick up and move down to San Diego with all the film industry if you could please what did you learn a uh, hundred over a hundred thousand people are homeless in LA and it has the worst traffic in the world really based more based than on, Calcutta based on some sort of measure like number of per capita blah 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 I don't know there's some stats wow. there but it's cuckoo crazy and I don't yeah. like it and it'll drive someone insane so there's no wonder that uh, mental illness is an issue running in, in my too. brain. And if you live by a freeway within a mile of a freeway, they went, they talked about all these diseases you will have. Oh my God. Disease. Are you kidding? Like you'll get early, you know, Alzheimer's and cancer and this and that by the time you're whatever. And oh, yeah, that's a that's good one. Awesome. All right. Well, and everyone I know lives within a mile of a freeway. For in LA. real. I mean, you're in yeah. LA. Everywhere is freeways. It's crazy. Ugh. But then just you come choose down to here. live here. So, yeah. Come down here. You can, um, we'll start our own production company. We'll do Silk Stockings Part Two. Oh, right? that's what they filmed down there at Stu Siegel Productions. Veronica Mars, Silk Stockings, Pensacola. Yeah. Can we please tell film industry, just come down here? Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. That's done. Nice. You're welcome. Done. How okay, are you? Tell Speaking me... of film industry, how is it back to work? You're back on the on the hot spot with the rookie, right? Hot spot with the hitch of the rookie season two. Everybody, watch out. Look for a <laughs> look for a lady in red shorts and a yellow shirt <laughs> in the minute one twelve of the season two trailer. That's me, Weens. I'm on the sidewalk with. A, she with is not a, working at a hot dog cart. Don't let her fool you. With her ketchup and ketchup and mustard outfit. Ketchup and mustard references. Don't. I was be standing fooled. on the sidewalk. <laughs> How is it going? What did you have to? You did like a. Oh, I can't talk plot right, but you did some no. long hours. Let's just say that long. Let's just say hours. long hours and a lot of prep. 
So yeah. yes, we and will... in neighborhoods with with neighbors and stars yes. were very nice with neighbors, right? Yes, Nathan okay. is a good guy. He came over and there was a neighbor named Pierre. He was a Frenchman, and mm. probably I'm guessing 78. And his wife Pam was a gorgeous red hair and bright bright lipstick. And she reminded me of Grandma Ruth with her Aww. bobbles and beads. What's <laughs> all this time you said? Bobble. Did you Bobble. Ever, have you ever? Bobble. I feel like it yes. should have a more U sound in there. Peggy Aww. V sang about a song. Bobbles, bangles, see how they jangle. <laughs> Something like that. There was a lot of the same words used in the 1960s, like jangle. I've jingle. That jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. That might have been 50s. Um, yeah, I like it. But we don't use certain words anymore. Bobbles. Not I know. in the, the current uh, millennial lexicon. It's true. There was something on social media that said, if you could describe your podcast using 1920s jargon, how would you do it? It's real... Uh, I don't know. They always had short suspenders and, and really tall pants. It's like a short suspender, tall pants kind of podcast. And tiny ties. Their ties would go like right below their nips back in the... I know. Do you remember? Yeah, why? Do you think they didn't have like a lot of fabric back then or something? Maybe they didn't have a lot of fabric. It was, you know, maybe they were always rushing around. You always, I don't know, like they yeah. didn't want to get their tie caught in a door. Or maybe it's just an extension of a bow tie. The bow tie just kept getting longer and longer and pretty soon they stopped tying it and it became a tie it's evolution it's very darwinian huh. like the right. finch's beak oh that <laughs> one kept getting shorter this would just it's a reverse anyway how yeah. are you <laughs> wow that's a lot to go on in that segue thanks good yeah. <laughs> good um oh i have an idea let's take a quick break and we'll hear from our friends in this podcast Hey everybody, this is Kelly Reynolds and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares about up against the wall by the fruit trees? Like, where's the dragon? Inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with Navy Seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Booby Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. And stay tuned for our upcoming holiday series, The 12 Days of Boobsmiths. Sister, you just spent some time with your mother. Yes, and she's your mother too. Yeah, she, is. she I love her. She's our snowbird Idaho mother who she and Denny uh hooked up the trailer and brought their horses to San Diego, Temecula to be exact. And he knows Denny knows a lot of ropers in Temecula and they have a ranch I like that they, the rope that they keep their horses at and do all sorts of events and get exercise and enjoy the the nice and they do they do it mainly to see you and the kids joe the sister and the kiddos well yeah it's It's a tenfold yeah it's a big part of it it's a good part of it to be closer to the girls and the kids 
Speaking and of these kids, they are bouncing off the walls. I We have Martin Luther King Day tomorrow, and I'm going to put my littlest in horse camp, which will be cute. But I'd like to get her more involved in her theater stuff a little bit. So I was hoping a theater camp would pop up, but not so much. Um, because she's such a great singer. She's cute. Can she's, we play the thing where she sang Fire and Rain, James it's, Taylor? It's so amazing because she's so on cute. key. Yeah. For a kid who is, she's officially seven now. Eight. eight. Officially eight. Right? Oh, I messed <laughs> up. I'm sorry. But that... To stay on key like that, it's really hard stuff. It's, like most adults can't do it. It's yeah, crazy. it's super cute. All right, so I'll cue this up. This was one of the nights last week that she and I cuddled, and we always like, talk at night, and I'm trying to do that more. I was bad for a while. I let Dave tuck everybody in, but I realize when they're quiet and in bed and the lights are off, that's when everybody talks. So parents out there, I recommend hanging out with your kids at night, tucking them in. <laughs> the age old hang out with your kids um but anyway I was tucking her in and she was so cute she plays Alexa and she's got a little button thing next to her bed and she loves this um relaxing music and it always defaults to this folk um channel and her favorite singer is James Taylor which kills me because we grew up listening to James Taylor and John Denver and all these guys and so she sang the song with me, or not with me. At first we were singing together, and I had Alexa replay it, and I just wanted to hear her sing it, and I recorded it. And it's so cute. And she did give me permission to play this. So, yeah. You want to hear it? How did she find James Taylor, by the way? I just said, listening to Alexa and asking know, for relaxing music. It's just like that a playlist it. that came up through okay. Alexa. Sorry, I said so that bitchy. Cute. Yeah, you were kind of bitchy. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's, let's lighten the mood with this song. <laughs> Yes, in the morning, they never know you were gone. Susan, the plans they may put an end to you. Walked out this morning, and I wrote down the song. I just can't remember who to send it to. So, Aww. yeah, that's her. Isn't she the cutest in the world? Little, little lilty thing, yeah. And Don't she's you kind think of, that's incredible? It's it's really cute, yeah, and she does have a little gift. I think it's really... Little really gift. Cool. I want to be the stage mom here. I'm going to come up there. <laughs> I'm going to come up in my blue suit with my, with my travel trunks and take her to L.A., and I'm totally going to market this girl. I think she's amazing. She's Do you so realize good. how many kids can't do that? I, I guess I don't yeah I think but I don't know I really don't I will know. tell you because I've been doing this kind of stuff and I worked with a bunch of kids I was uh, doing some uh, like directing and writing member on the show with the kids and right. I taught acting to kids I've done a lot of where theater kids yeah I will tell you that nobody can sing that I've worked with now it might be different if you're at a high level you know right. whatever if you're Go at through musical the ropes. auditions in LA yeah. or something but she would be on par with any of the great kid singers that would be going in for a Disney audition or something. Aww. I think. Aww. I'm not just saying that. I think you think it's just cute. Well, I do think it's it's. She's cute. gotta be a star, dear. Here we, a star. Here we you come, Broadway. Now. 
<laughs> I mean, Ooh, maybe. I just peaked our mic, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, she is just, she's got this shy personality. That's my thing. I, she might I, not want to do it. I know. If she had the gumption to be like, here we go, let's do it, mom, I want to do it. I would totally give her to you and be like, all right, let's go. She so we just, have to get over that hump of like getting unshy, whatever that is. I so. think you and I were both like that too. And I mm-hmm. wonder, did you breathe that into her or did she just show up? I bred that into her on purpose. I did not uh, have any choice. I, no, I don't know. Yeah, that's totally me. I still am like, I turn 12 shades of red when I get up in karaoke and I stutter and I sweat. And But do you think you show that to her? Like, would she be modeling? That? No, it's it's a gene thing. I think you're pretty confident. Yeah. Yeah. that It's genetics. It's you're born with it or you're not. All these kids, all my kids, I thought I could shape these little piles of clay. Nope. They are born the way they are. They're going to stay that way. I'm pretty confident of that. Like, they are who they are from day one. It really is. Do you think it's easy to change? Uh, Let's save that for another podcast. I think um, (laughs) that's a lot. That's a big question. All right. All right. right, Now, uh, back to singing. Let's keep it light. Yes. Uh, you were with mom and you guys had a whole singing conversation too, right? I you spent did. a week together just now. Yes. Yeah. I sat with her in this room where I am recording, pulled up my little cart of uh, recording gear, and we talked about singing and little stories. So do you want to hear it? I do. Say yes, <laughs> please. Yes. Okay, here we go. What Hi. is today? January 13th. Yes, it is. We're in our brown trench coat studios <laughs> and mom's actually wearing this trench coat and <laughs> i put it on her because it's cold in this back room and <laughs> she goes does this actually fit you and she looked like you look like um elmer fudd wearing a, what it's a cartoon character yeah is it well, elmer fudd like putting on a long jacket he's the one or? who has the flaps over his ears you know well, yeah, no. Oh, no. Who was it that put on a trench coat and then would like scoot around? Marvin the Martian. Oh. One of those. You look like yeah. a Looney Tune. <laughs> I know. Not that you are. Oh, it was you. funny. I thought it was Joelle's, but it's actually David's. That's so right. Made yeah. me feel much better. Yay. We were talking about singing because yes. mom was here making dinner with Charlotte and you guys were singing and cooking. And then you commented. First of all, I want to tell you how incredibly brilliant I think my grandchildren are. But Charlotte, at eight years old, has got really incredible pitch, rhythm, and personality <laughs> in her tonality. Mm. And I'm saying that from the point of a retired music major that's right yeah you wait tell your story about i was raised by a very musical family aunts uncles everybody had instruments and sang and i had one aunt who was a concert pianist in Dallas, and then another aunt who was a honky-tonk pianist. (laughs) And she used to play the piano, a stand-up piano, standing up, and it would absolutely rock. That's cool. What year was this about? Oh, I was probably 10 years old, the first time I heard her play. So late 50s. Right, and really Texans, 
you know, so yeehaw. And what part of Texas? Uh, Grandview, Texas, 35 miles south of Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And because of that, everybody sang, me included. And um, they just expected little kids to be able to jump in there and sing harmony. And everybody would help you. You know, pay attention to what the lead line is, and you find a note that sounds right with it. So I... Well, wait. How did this go down? So give me a typical day. Okay. So so Grandpa Carter would be in the car driving, and we'd have a, you know, Elvis Presley song playing or... Something like that. Mm -hmm. And he would say, I'm going to sing the main line and you find a note that sounds right with it. So he would be singing away and I'd be diddling around and he would shake his head yes when it was right. And he would kind of, you know, not shake it no, but not be encouraging when I did it wrong. Mm. So by the time I was four or five, Five. I know by the time I was five, I could sing harmony. What? Mm-hmm. Dude. And then when my brothers, who were older than me, in church, we put together this quartet, and we all just sang harmony. We knew how to do it and because we were around so much of it. So then... Well, so you have Bill, who's your oldest, and then Randy. And he was a baritone. Bill was a baritone, sometimes sang tenor. My dad always sang lead, which is tenor. Mm-hmm. And my brother Randy was a really deep bass. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could reach down in the Can depths. Can he still sing mm-hmm. deep like that? He's really good. Nice. And then I was an alto, and sometimes they'd make me sing lead, but I didn't like that. Now, did your mom, did grandma pop No, in? she was not the least bit uh, really? musical, not at all. She, I don't even know if she could uh, pound out a rhythm. What? Mm-mm. And when huh. we would sing, you know, being in the audience in church, she would try and sing and oh it's just miserable really <laughs> she was like all over the place well, now how did but, grandpa... we, but we never criticized her we always encouraged her but she was shy anyway yeah. so oh that's cute so grandpa got us into this little quartet and he taught us his favorite gospel songs and we'd get up and i'd start singing and no big deal. You just figure, you know, everybody's saying like that. Yeah. And then we kind of got like people were surprised because we were all young. I mm-hmm. mean, all of us were young. So you're five, six. Mm-hmm. Randy was seven. My brother Bill was 10. Wow. And then we just started singing a lot. Then when we moved to Tucson, and I was in high school. My dad encouraged me to go into the choir, which I did. And I was the youngest um, member of the All-State, Arizona All-State Choir. Hmm. I was a freshman, and nobody else had ever been 
a freshman. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. And they kind of took you through your paces. You had to read music, you had to do rhythm, you had to do everything, and you had to be nominated. And I was nominated. And then I got a scholarship my freshman year, my summer of my freshman year, to go to the University of Arizona Music Camp. Hmm. So I did that. And um, you're, I was with, you know, a lot of older kids, but they were all real, like, Juilliard. Yeah, coming in from out of state. Really, really good yeah. musicians. And so I was... So you had just, all of your college paid for through All of it. Music, music scholarship. Mm -hmm. wow. Voice. And you were required to sing in a um, musical every semester mm -hmm. but I also had to keep my grades up and I worked at the dorm and I worked at the Arizona mm -hmm. bookstore to pay for my books and if I didn't work or whatever then I didn't eat mm -hmm. so I had to do all this other stuff to go along with it so when you did musicals did you have to act too were you in the yes plays sometimes the they would put me in you know a brown tutu and put me in the back of the a brown tutu? Did it go with this trench coat? No, it did. I know. I, where was this in my youth? Um, and then they, or were you mostly the soundtrack? I'm trying to understand. Musical implies well, like you're playing. It a depended. Lead or, it uh. no, I wasn't. I didn't want to be a theatrical person, but mm -hmm. I needed to keep my voice scholarship, mm -hmm. so it was a requirement. Uh. So. One time I was, oh, man, hello, Dolly. I had to play like a pseudo lead role, and mm -hmm. I hated it because you had to learn dance moves and all the other stuff and, you know, sing and the whole yada, yada. And I was trying to study. Mm. So what I'd do is I'd take all my books and everything and I'd study while everybody else was paying attention. And then they'd pull me up on stage and I'd, you know, why didn't you learn your steps? Well, I was studying. Yeah, you had to keep your grades up. Right, too. I did. Oh I did. Gosh. And and plus, I wanted to attract the opposite sex, so I was trying <laughs> to, to find time to do that. Is Hello Dolly sexy? It was downright not? Dolly. Oh. Um, anyway, <laughs> what about uh, the Sound of Music? Weren't you in the Sound I of Music? I was in too? the Sound. Of, I was in all those in that era mm -hmm. and so anyway I kept my scholarship but the way I got it was the director of the music department came and um, gave me a test on rhythm and they would they would do a rhythm line mm -hmm. with clapping that 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 eighth notes and sixteenths and some That's hard to do. Well, I actually did sixteen measures without missing anything, and they mm. just they thought I was a savant because oh. they had never. I mean, most people could do maybe four or six measures, mm. and I did sixteen, and that's what got me my scholarship. Wow, that's just because so I cool. paid attention. Now, what was the famous story that we grew up hearing about another person who went on to get fame? Oh, yes, Linda Ronstadt. Mm. Yes, we were both in the same uh, town, Tucson. She was 
a junior when I was a freshman. And we had all state and we had city championships. It's just like any other thing, just like a sport, you would go mm-hmm. and compete. And I sang against Linda and I kept beating her. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, she didn't know me from Adam, but then she decided she was going to go to Hollywood and make it big. So she pulled together a group called the Stone Ponies. <laughs> and and it circulated back to me that she would consider me as a backup singer for mm. the Stone Ponies. And I didn't course, know that. Were you yeah. ever thinking about it? No. I was You're busy going to, to college. Oh. So, no. I was going to... I was really hell-bent on getting through school. Oh, yeah. So she left college to go do this? She was not... I don't even think she was in school. Oh. And... But, yeah, so she went over there, and Emmy Lou Harris and her got together, really? and all of a sudden she started climbing the ladder, and, yeah, and then Dolly Parton, she sang with Dolly Parton, and all the, Ooh. you know, country kind of singers. That's cool. She was very nice, and we used to go and watch the Tucson Rodeo Parade in her dad's office upstairs in the Ronstadt hardware <laughs> store. And so she was real nice, just normal. She mm-hmm. didn't know what was going to happen with her life, but she was good. She was a good singer. Do you ever wish you could have gone that route? Do you mm. second guess your Stone Ponies decision? I don't know. I, I know. I don't know. It would have kind of been fun, but I don't know what I missed yeah you know yeah Julianne your sister would know more about what about what it's like to be famous and you know be in that biz I think it's a grind myself Mm -hmm. I think you give up your whole life and personality for something else and I don't know if it's my cup of tea yeah I'm pretty confident with who I am but I don't think I'm a show-off you know you're not a show-off, no, but you have raw talent. So to have taken that, instead of being yeah. strapped down with babies, do you ever... <laughs> to me, I never totally worth it. thought that at all. No? No. Right. It was my absolute dream to have you and your sister. Sorry, Mom. I loved it. I ruined your Hollywood career. I know. I was kind of tired of singing anyway. Really? Yeah, I kind of... Been there, done that, got what I needed, and then wanted to try something else. So I mm-hmm. tried like 67,000 other things. I know. You, your resume would be hard to type up. Yeah. Um, but I think you're amazing. Well, thank you. Now you could be grandma coach to little Charlotte. You know, I can sure tell when she's on key, and she is. She's got she's a good amazing. little thing. It's cute. It's really good. But she's good. so shy. Yeah. You know? And so it's because she's not singing with other people. Mm-hmm. If if she had a little crew that she could sing with, and I remember when she and Hadley first started singing Frozen stuff, mm-hmm. and they'd come down dressed and they'd do the yes. whole show and have the fake mics, and that was a whole different Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So I think if you just gathered some people around her who all sing, like friends and a little core lear group, you said with. Like yeah, a little people. 12 
group. Yeah. And then you said, and just you need to sing with her a lot. Yes. You, Joelle, need to, rather than talk all the time, sing all the time with her. And encourage her and shake your head yes. And just give her lots of encouragement. And then I told Joelle the story of when I was That's a little... That's me. I'm right here. <laughs> just kidding. Hello, third person. Um, so when I was little, we would go from Tucson to Fort Worth, Texas and drive in a big Bonneville Cadillac or whatever we had. And um, there would be no radio reception except spotty. So my dad always would start singing and that's how we entertained ourselves all the way across our trips. And they were 16 hours long and we would sing, 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 sing. And I think we all got really comfortable with it. And Mm -hmm. my dad would say, okay, Joyce, take it. And so I'd (laughs) sing, you know, whatever the next yeah phrase was and then he'd tell my brother randy hit a deep one for us and randy at yeah so it was just we sang a lot and what did grandma do the whole time loved it she would knit and crochet she knew she was not musical but she loved every minute of it and she was so shy she was just a very shy little lady yeah yeah when you think about grandma and grandpa were they what like tell what is their little love story tell that do you mind i don't mind at all no um i you know as a child you don't know to ask the questions and if it's not talked about in the family like uncles aunts and that kind of thing sometimes you don't get the real picture but what I think I've pieced together is that grandma um I'm she was six years younger than grandpa and so I think that her mom and dad didn't necessarily want her to get too interested in Grandpa Carter Mm. because she was still younger than him. So during World War II, he signed up and got shipped off to Sicily in Italy, and she became one of his pen pals. And when he got hurt in the war and went back to the hospital in Virginia, he healed up there and then got transferred back to Texas. And my mom was in a little drugstore that had an old-fashioned ice cream uh, parlor in it with uh, the stools. Mm -hmm. And she was sitting there and everybody's going, Billy Carter's back in town. Billy Carter's here. And she was really shy, but she thought he was real cute. And so she was sitting on a stool, and he came in and saw her and turned around to one of his buddies and said, I'm going to marry her someday. What? And then he, you know, got busy doing his thing, and they started dating I don't know how old and what all went on that's the part of the story that I'm not real sure about Mm. 
and I have a feeling it had to do with her age and his age, and he was, you know, worldly, mm-hmm. and she was real, you know, a little country girl, and so I'm sure there was some protection going on from her uh, dad. But then somehow they got together, fell in love, and they went down to Brownsville, Texas, and got married, and they didn't have a wedding. So that's why I think that Mm. it wasn't you know necessarily approved by the family and then are there wedding pictures or anything Mm -mm. or no i can't find any so they just got to the court i have a feeling that's exactly what went down Hmm. but in the meantime when daddy came home from the war until he married mom He managed to play in a jazz band in Fort Worth and Dallas. He put together, he was a trombone player and a singer. I didn't know he played trombone. Oh, yeah. Yes. Really? And piano. So he played that. And they were pretty good and pretty, um, pretty, I don't know, innovative, I guess. Hmm. And swing band kind of thing, country swing. And then he also went down to Brownsville and got his degree from a business college Hmm. and accounting. And then it parlayed into working for the Southern Pacific Railroad. And that's when mom and he got together and got married. Hmm. So it's kind of sketchy. When I pass over, I'll figure out all the parts and pieces. <laughs> Don't do it too quick. <laughs> Wait, what's the story about Grandpa working on the Southern Pacific Railroad and there being a famous singer? Yes, that story. I thought I had told you this one. Not on the podcast. But, okay. Um, so my dad was a dispatcher for the Southern Pacific Railroad, and he was kind of low man on the totem pole for a while, which means you got transferred to these outlying areas. Mm-hmm. And one that he got transferred to was uh, Elko, Nevada. And he was an outpost. And I think back on my poor mom because it is brutally cold in Elko in the winter. And she was a little Texas girl, barefoot, mm. and dragged to Elko and then had a baby and her old family's down in Texas. But anyway, Grandpa's at the uh, station doing his dispatching, and a train comes in and the snow had blocked the rails so they had to send these little um, pump cars out that have plows on the front to Hmm. plow the rails so that the trains then could keep on going it's not at all like you see on the polar express (laughs) not at all and in that whole horrible storm a guy got off the train and walked into the station where my dad was and it was Bing Crosby so he was trying to get to Reno I think it was from Las Vegas to Reno I can't remember what they said but anyway he got off and he and dad got to talking and Bing Crosby had been real involved in the USO. So he was always going and singing to the troops overseas. Mm -hmm. 
and my dad being a returning vet, had, they had something in common. And then they started humming around and singing, and they ended up singing together for, I don't know how long, but quite a while. Wow. And my dad had a wonderful voice, and he could sing any in any key and any part. And so... It was quite the story. I love it. Quite, and he was a big time star then. Well, so. he still is. Yeah. I watch White Christmas of every course. year, and or Holiday Inn, whatever right. they call it. And right. when I see Bing Crosby, it totally reminds me of Grandpa. Oh, I, mean, I know. Similar voice, right? Right, exactly. Kind of. Well, Grandpa was a little higher. He wasn't as bassy. no. He was a baritone oh, really? actually. Baritone. Yeah, okay. he he had a great range. Yeah. He could go everywhere, but. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that cute? I love it. Yeah. I know. I love that story. And you kind of wonder, in fact, you and I and your sister went to see a psychic in San Diego, and we asked her personal questions about our family members. Mm-hmm. And one that I asked her was, is my dad singing in a choir? You know, is he involved in music on the other side? And she goes, nah, he's just hanging out with your older brother. And I go, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> you know, I expected him to be up there leading the oh, troops. but the angel choir. Yeah. Well, you know, and maybe it's a whole different thing. But yeah, who knows? He, he was an angel while he was here, for sure. Yeah, for that sure. That voice, yeah. I know. Oh, good stories. Yes. I love it. Thank I you. I got more. <laughs> to to be continued. Yes. We'll work on it. Love I've been you, looking Mama. down instead at my daughter because when I look at her, I start to get tears in my eyes. Why? Me? Uh-huh. Aw, Because I love Mom. you with all my heart. I thought it was because of all my garlic breath. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have garlic. I ate a piece of whole clove of garlic I thinking know, it was a lot chicken of garlic and those potatoes <laughs> <I> go, what <laughs> sorry i love you you're I the best you. you're very Aww. talented my mama Aww, all right you. night mama good night isn't she the cutest and the best we love I our know. mom she really is the sweetest i mean we lucked out in that department big time yes and we really did i just hope i can live up to those standards and be a good mom too because you know she really did really spend... worry about that well it, it was a different time i mean i was born in 72 i'm gonna throw it out there and they had one car and she stayed home with us and she could spend all that time and sing and it was very simple. Life was so simple. And now it's like, if you're not doing A, B, C, and D with your kids, they're going to be, you know, behind the game, behind. And so you feel this pressure from society, but then you also want that slowing down. Yet, I'm so used to the go, go, go. So when I do slow down, I feel a little anxious, like I have other stuff I want to do too. Yeah, I just, I want to, I want to do good by them. I do want to be the best mom I can be. As we all do, probably. Well, how much know. time do they spend in nature? Um, more, they need to spend more. They do. Um, I do force it because, I mean, I am who I am. And being in the garden all the time and being outside a lot and vitamin D. And so, yeah. Although, gosh, I love working on this podcast. So I'm inside a lot working on this. And when I do it and I don't feel like, hollering at them all the time I do slip and let them 
get on screens. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Well, I mean, don't be, I'm not calling you out. I'm just wondering, do they? Like they, yeah. they probably are outside a lot, right? With I mean, at school, school, they all have PE still and, and run around and recess and whatever. So I guess here's the question. Do they, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. What a Go. jerk. Yeah. No, um, thanks. I love you. <laughs> um, how much do they ever have a space and time where they don't have phones and they're just hanging out somewhere where they're just playing in the dirt kind yes. of stuff? When I okay. enforce rules, they do. Yes. So that's how many hours a week of that kind of time? Oh, boy. I don't know. Not enough. I need to do it more. And No, I'm not. I'm just wondering. Stop judging average... me. Jesus Christ. Just I wasn't kidding. saying anything about you. I'm just I'm curious. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not judging you. I'm just wondering. Like, no. is it do what kids do these days? Is it two hours of no screens, digging in dirt, or yeah, they dick and dirt. We have it dirt anymore. It's it's written on the family calendar. Dick and dirt for at least four <laughs> hours on a Saturday. I'm just wondering, does anyone stick a f-ing <laughs> stick in the dirt? Does anyone do that anymore? That's all we did. <laughs> I know. That's all we did growing childhood up. Childhood was digging with our digging, fingernails We're putting and a sticks. stick in dirt. That's all we did. Those are my memories. I don't know what else happened in my childhood. I just remember taking a stick and you pushing it the holes in some dirt. And light yes. fires in them. Yeah, I know. I would light fires. I would dig. I'd poke things. There was always like a stick and a poke. Something was happening with the poking. You would poke a frog occasionally. We would find frogs. I remember one time poking a salamander. They were breeding in the little pool by our house. I remember we would poke in the mud. That was where I the know. cows hung out. There was I think poking we had, constantly. We had a, a, a wonderful childhood that I don't think these kids have. And it's sad. But I think it really is a thing of the past unless you have exceptional parents. Unless you have a stick and some dirt, I'll bring some over. <laughs> Tell them to poke some stuff. Uh, all right. All right. We're Jesus. coming. We're going to poke dirt at Aunt Nan's house. Here we come. Hey, I'm sorry. I've just said Jesus twice in vain. There's a lot of uh, Christian listeners. Forgive me. No, stop. You said the F word a few times, too, but that's okay. Hey, I like it. hot dog. Like it. We got to snap Real it up. rough. It's fine. Rough no, weans, we have to close it out, believe it or not. Our little interview plus this, we're at our time. Bye. I know. Jeez, bye. What do you think? No, don't buy. Let's say thank you to our people and friends. Hey! And what did, wait, we're going to try a new thing. We want to give back. And what did we learn in this episode? I know what I learned. <laughs> Who are we asking this to? Myself? Yeah. What did we learn? I learned my whole life was, my whole childhood was filled with dirt. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. I want to let my kids uh, play outside more. And I need, I, I, need i want to spend quality time with my kids singing with them turning off electronics and um nurturing their little innate abilities because i mean those are god's gift or whoever you believe in you know nature mother nature's gifts whoever you are connect them to nature just push them into some nature yeah i know and honestly kids need to uh ground themselves i heard a great saying from somebody that with all these electronics that kids are holding and playing with their thumbs, they need to put them down and go out and stick those thumbs in the dirt and actually ground themselves, get the electrons out of their bodies and in the dirt and 
It makes sense. It totally makes sense. So ground in the ground. Let's right. do it. All right. Done. Pokes Thank you, Weens, for being awesome. You're the best. Thank you, for being so go ahead. <laughs> And thank you, our listeners, for following us and supporting us. And if you'd like to follow us, we're at Mouse and Weens everywhere. We are Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then go on our Facebook group, okay? Not just the page. The page is out there publicly, but the group is private. And you have to ask to come into the club. And there is where we're posting some of the behind-the-scenes pictures and conversations stuff like that so and nude photos nudes all nudes that's what you'll get what um, if they went there and we're promising them nude photos and that was just a picture of a wall that has nude color paint oh <laughs> i like it nude nails and that's such. A, yeah nude paint nudes, all nudes all right we love you weens i love you I love you too. I love mom. Mom, thank you for lending your voice and wisdom. Thanks, mom. We love you too. To our episode. And we will see you and next Charlotte. time. And Charlotte. And Charlotte. We love Thanks Charlotte. Thanks for lending your voice. We love you, Charlotte. That's right. Okay. Bye. Just yes in the moment. They never know you were gone. Susan, the plans they made put an end to you. Walked out this morning and I wrote down the song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you